Yirmiya, Perik of Zion. This Perik discusses the impending destruction of Yerushalayim. In Pasagalif, this prophecy occurred in the beginning of the reign of King El Yakum. Rashi brings, this was three years prior to Vuchanetzer becoming king of Bavel. In Pasag Beis, Komar Masoiros Umatos Unusatim God said to me, Make yourself straps and bars and put them on your neck. Rashi, in the next parak, Chavches Pasuches, learns, Yirmiya wore these yokes for 15 years. However, the Radak and others learn Yirmiya only made these yokes 11 years after, and they were broken during the first year of Sidkiah's reign. Essentially, the yokes Yirmiya made were the same as animal yokes that went around Yirmiya's necks and arms. This symbolized how the nation will be ruled over by Nebuchadnezzar. Also note, the Navi's use of symbolism here. As mentioned earlier, symbolism and signs was one of the key ways a prophet was trained in to communicate the power of their messages. In Pasuk Beis through Yad Aleph, the Navi continues, Yirmiya was to create an additional five yokes and send them to King of Edom, King of Moab, King of Bnei Amon, King of Tzor, and King of Tzidon, with the following message, Hashem, the God of Yisrael, the master of the world who created every li living thing on earth, whatever Hashem saw fit, he did. Hashem will ultimately make Nebuchadnezzar king of the entire world. Any nation that does not accept the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, I, Hashem, will personally destroyed through sword, famine, and plague. Don't listen to your fake prophets who tell you no harm will come upon you. They are precisely that false, and trying to lie to you. Any nation who subjugates themselves to Nebuchadnezzar, I will allow them to stay on their land. In Pasuk Yud Beis, Ve'el Sidkiah Melech Yehuda Debarti Kechol Advar Ma'ela Lemor Heviu Esavarechem Ba'ol Melech Bavel Ve'ivdu Osov Amo Ve'chayuhu And Tut Sidkiah, King of Yehuda, I spoke the same words. Put your necks into the yokes of the King of Bavel and serve him and his people, so that you may live. In Pasuk Yud Gimel through Chav Aleph, Yirmiya continued to relate, The false prophets are trying to trick you. Don't listen to them. If you subjugate yourself to Nebuchadnezzar, you won't be thrown off your land. Isn't it better to stay in your own land? King Nebuchadnezzar is going to come and steal all the vessels from the base of Migdash. The false prophets keep on saying nothing's going to happen. The vessels will remain securely in the base of Migdash. But I'm telling you the word of God. All the vessels will be taken and not be returned until Hashem's deems deem so, as it says in Pasuk Chav Beis, which is the end of the parak. Bivala Yavov Shama Diu Ad Yom Pakadati Oisam Noam Hashem Valisim Veshivoisam Elamakom Azeh. They will be brought to Bavel and they will be there until the day that I attend them, the Word of God, when I shall bring them and return them to this place, the Beis Hamikdash. May we merit to see Hashem's final to us. To see Hashem finally restore all the vessels of the Beis Hamikdash with the ultimate redemption in Mashiach Sidkenu, and that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perakhavches. This parak lays the opposition Yirmiya faced in his lifetime. In the previous parak, we learned how Yirmiya was instructed to wear a yoke around his arms and neck to symbolize the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar that the nation will be under. This parak discusses how a false prophet named Hananiah ben Azar broke the yoke off Yirmiya's 
off Yirmiya's back. Pasuk Aleph and Beis, Hananiah ben Azar relates a false prophecy in front of the Beis HaMikdash for all to see. Hashem is going to free you from Nebuchadnezzar, as it says in Pasuk Gimel. But Ochnasayim Yomim, Ani Meishevel HaMokom Azeh, as Kol Klei Beis Hashem, Asher Lokach Nebuchadnezzar Melech Bovel, Mir HaMokom Azeh, V'yavim Bovel. In another two years, I will return all the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash that Nebuchadnezzar took from the Beis HaMikdash. Hashem will return King Yoyachim and all the exile back to Yehuda. The yoke of Bovel will be removed. Yirmiya now responds back to the false prophet in Pasuk Vav. Vayomer Yirmiya Novi, Amen. Kenya says Hashem Yekayim Hashem Estverech Hashem Niveita Lahashiv Klei Beis Hashem Mekol Agolim Ibavel Amalkam Azeh. Amen. May Hashem do so. Let Hashem fulfill your words you prophesized to return the vessel to the base of Migdash and the entire exile from Babel. Rashi the Radak point out, Yirmiya said Amen in a sarcastic manner and didn't really mean it. Meaning to say, me, Yirmiya, am a Kohen who eats from the Korbanos, and you, Hanania, are from the lowly tribe of Gibbon, and it's just a lowly water drawer and and water carrier in the Beis HaMikdash. Alternatively, Rashi brings, Yirmiya was actually punished for saying Amen and seemingly agreeing, agreeing with Hananiah. Rashi brings the Gemara that says, Whoever flatters a Russia will ultimately fall through the Russia by either them or a grandson of the Russia. Because in the end, Yirmiya's downfall was through the son of Hananiah. Note, the Gemara in Shavu Islam Vav learns from here that we say Amen in response to a bracha. Pasuk Zion through Tess, Yirmiya continues to try and disqualify Hananiah as a true prophet. This was Yirmiya's logic. A prophecy of good news will always come true. Therefore, when the nation sees Hananiah's prophecy not come true, they will know he is false. However, a prophecy of bad news doesn't necessarily have to happen because the nation can do tshuva. Therefore, I, Yirmiya, won't be rendered false if my prophecy doesn't occur. In Pasuk Yud it says, Hananiah took the yoke on top of Yirmiya's neck and broke it. Then reiterated, Hashem will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar in two years' time. Note the amazing audacity of Hananiah, the false prophet who actually ripped the yoke off Yirmiya and then continued to false prophesy. Pasuk Yud Based through Yitzayin, which is the end of the parak, Hashem tells Yirmiya to tell Hanania, Hashem is going to increase Hanania's suffering for what he did, and Hanania is going to die. Hanania died within that year, and that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perchav Test. This parak discusses a letter of encouragement that Yirmiya had sent to the part of Am Yisrael that was already exiled in Bavel. Pasuk Aleph through Vav. The parak opens with Yirmiya addressing an open letter to the elders, Kohanim, prophets, and people already exiled to Bavel with King Yehochanya. Yirmiya sent a letter with Elasa ben Shafan and Kamaria ben Chilkiah. The letter opens... With Hashem's word. Build houses and settle where you are in Bavo. Have children and ring strong Jewish homes. Stay strong. In Pasuk Zion. Seek out peace in the city I exiled you to. Pray to Hashem. 
for them, because if there is peace for them, there will be peace for you. The Mitzudas brings, a person should daven for the Shalom Shalmachus, peace of the government, because without government, people will swallow each other alive. One can sense, without the stability of the government, military and laws, people feel fear for their safety. In Sefer Or Haganus from Rav Aaron Mezelikov, Havi Mespalu B'Shlomo Shalmachus, you should pray for the Shalom of the Malchus is referring to Hashem's kingship as one needs to pray for Hashem's name and honor to be revealed in this world. Not just for their own low-level desires and needs, but actually down for Hashem's needs. This is what this is what it means a person should daven may covered Rosh with its seriousness of mind, which is a reference to the Shekhinah that is called Rosh, as a person needs to daven for Hashem's needs and Hashem's desires to be revealed in this world. There, these are also the higher level prayers that we pray during Kedusha, Kaddish, Musaf, Yom Narayim, and the Shalosh Regalim. As all these tefillahs speak about Hashem revealing His kingship in the world because that's Hashem Shem's Malchus and his desire that he wants to be revealed. In Pasuchaf and Test, the Navi continues, Don't be fooled by the false prophets who create lies and false illusions. I have nothing to do with them. In Pasuk Yud, Ki amar Hashem ki lefim alos lebavel shivim shana efkod eschem v'kemosi aleichem esdivarai atov lehashiv eschem el mokom This is what Hashem says, After 70 years in Bavel, I will redeem you and fill and fulfill my good word to return you to this place, Yerushalayim. And Pasuk Yeralev, Ki anochi yadati es ha-machshav es asher noichi choshev aleichem noam Hashem machshav shalom velo l'ra'a v'seis lachem acharis v'tikva because I know my thoughts are thinking of you, the word of God. Thoughts of peace and not harm in order to give you a future and hope. So too each and every single one of us need to know Hashem looks at us with hope. As Hashem doesn't look at our bad and only looks at our good. This is what it says in the Chumash. Lo he beat avon b'yakov. Hashem doesn't look at the sins of Yaakov. Hashem doesn't look at our affairs at all. Rather Hashem judges us favorably. There Therefore, we need to judge ourselves favorably and look at ourselves with godly eyes by judging ourselves favorably. And Pasuk Yedbeis through Yedalit continues to relate how Hashem will enter into a close relationship with His nation and return them to their land 70 years later. And Pasuk Tezvav through Chaf, the Navi continues to relate the nation shouldn't listen to false prophets in Bavel because Hashem will not redeem you right away. It will take 70 years. The false prophets will be punished like rotten Figs. Pasukhaf Aleph through Chav Gimel, the Navi highlights two false prophets who Hashem will specifically punish. One, Achav ben Kolayah, and two, Sirkiyahu ben Masayah. Pasukhaf Aleph through Lamar Aleph, which is the end of the parak, Yirmi responds with a second letter to speak out against Shemaiah Han. Hanechalami, who was a false prophet who prophesied the Jews will return in a faster manner than Yirmiyah related. Shemaiah and his ancestors will be killed. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. 
Yirmiyah Perak Lamed. This prayer contains a prophecy about the times of Mashiach and how Hashem will return His nation to Eretz Yisrael. Before we begin this amazing prophecy of concert, it takes little imagination to what some of this is referring to, as currently the Kibbutz Goliath's in-gathering of the exiles has started to happen in front of our very own eyes. There are approximately 6 million Jews living in Eretz Yisrael. Jews returning to Eretz Yisrael is something the great prophets predicted over 2,000 years ago. The psukim we are about to read are truly amazing, as the beginning process of the Gula has already begun. May we merit to see the final redemption occur with the rebuilding of the base of Migdash and see it with our very own eyes. Pasuk Aleph and Bez. The parak opens with Hashem telling Yirmiyah to write down his prophecy. The Radak adds, Yirmiyah was told to write down the prophecies for future generations because they're about Mashiach and it's relevant for future generations. Pasuk Yimot says, Ki For a time is coming, says God, when I return my people Yisrael and Judah from exile, says God. I will bring them back to the land which I gave their ancestors, and they will take possession of it. The Radak adds, This is a consolation for the nation about the times of Mashiach. Pasuk Dalet through Vav, the Navi continues, The sound of trembling will be heard. People will ask, Why are the men just standing around with their heads on their hips? They... Can men actually give birth? The Living Nach explains. In other words, people will be gripped by fear in the times of Mashiach. And Pasuk Zion. Woe, for it is a great day. There is none like it. It is a time of trouble for Yaakov, but he will be saved from it. The Radak adds, This is referring to the war of Gog and Magog, which will only be for a, a moment of pain for Yisrael. After that moment, it will be over. The Radak goes on and brings various psukim to show the war of Gog and Magog won't last for long, and seems the entire war war will only be a matter of moments. Pasuk Hestes and Yudinah he continues about the times of Mashiach. On that day, Hashem will free you from exile and enslavement. David Melech will rise up during Tchias Amesim and be King Mashiach over the nation. The Radak entertains. Perhaps David Melech himself will be the Mashiach, or perhaps it will be a descendant of David Melech who's just called David in our pasuk. Hashem tells Yisrael, "Don't be scared or afraid. I will save you from wherever you may be on the globe. The Jewish nation will once again experience peace." and tranquility. In Pasuk Yen Aleph, For I am with you to save you, says God. Yud based through Tezayin, the Navi continues to relate how Hashem will heal the wounds and serious injuries Yisrael had suffered both physically and emotionally throughout the long exile. Pasuk Yen Zayin, Ki ale arocha lach, umimakosayich erfaech, Noam Hashem ki nidacha karu lacha tzion, hi doresh Indeed, I will cure you and heal your wounds, says God, even though you have been called Tzion the outcast, whom no one seeks. And Pasuk Yerches through Chavdala, the Navi continues, Yisrael will return to Eretz Yisrael and rebuild its 
stronger than it originally was. Singing and dancing will be in the streets and children will fill the land. The nation will be restored to its original grandeur. I'd like to add, Baruch Hashem, thank you Hashem, we once again see children on any random street in Eretz Yisrael like Yirmiya had predicted. The nation will have a king and Hashem will bring the nation close to him. The suffering will end. Hashem will pour his wrath out on the haters of Yisrael. In Pasuk Havhei, which is the end of the parak, At that time, says God, I will be a God for all the clans of Yisrael, and they will be my people. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perak Lamad Aleph. This parak contains a prophecy about the final redemption. Note it's beyond the scope of this year to delve into all the deeper and finer aspects that need to be understood through the eyes of Chazahal. I'd also like to add, these are amazing psukim of encouragement and that increase in Muna in Hashem. The truth is, like many of the prophecies of comfort, it's fitting to read the entire parak inside. Therefore, more psukim will be highlighted in this parak. Again, it seems we are living in amazing times as the beginning of some of these prophecies have began to take place. We are literally witnessing the start of them come true in front of our own eyes. The parak opens discussing Hashem's love for Am Yisrael and Hashem will one day return Am Yisrael back to Eretz Yisrael and Pasuk Beis. Mirochuk Hashem nearly ba'ava so'ilam avasayach al-kein mishkasayach chesed God appeared to me long ago. I have loved you with everlasting love. Therefore, I continue to love you. Verdak Ed Am Yisrael said, Hashem appeared to me long ago. Now Hashem has reappeared to us in exile and is revealing His face to us once again. The Nabi continues, Hashem will rebuild the nation and you will be so happy you'll start dancing. And Pasuk Dalid, You will again plant vineyards on the hills of the Shomron. People will plant them and redeem them. Thank you, Hashem. Am Yisrael has planted vineyards and grapes all throughout the land of Eretz Yisrael. This Pasuk is one of the signs of the Geula. While the other nations of the world who occupied Eretz Yisrael, by and large, they weren't able to grow grapes and fruits. But now, Am Yisrael has returned. The land is once again bearing vineyards and grapes, as some of the finest wineries are located in Eretz Yisrael, just like it says in this Pasuk. In Pasuk Zion, I will bring them forth the land of the I will bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the ends of the earth. The blind and the lame will be among them, along with the pregnant woman and the woman who has just given birth. A great throng will have will will return here. Nordak explains, I will make it so comfortable to return to Eretz Yisrael. The blind, lame, pregnant, and nursing woman will be able to return because they won't stumble on their journey. The nations of the world will listen. Hashem will return his scattered nation like a shepherd over his sheep. And Pasuk Yud, Hashem es Yaakov miyad chazak mimenu. For God has redeemed Yaakov and delivered him 
from someone stronger than them. Pasuk Yeral, if you're basing your gimbal, the Navi continues, Am Yisrael will come singing and dancing in Sion because of, Hashem, because of Hashem's goodness over all the wonderful physical amenities they have received in Eretz Yisrael. They will flourish and no longer suffer. Hashem will comfort them and give all the Kohanim what they need. And Pasuk Yedalid, Komar Shem Kobe Rama Nishma Nihibachit Mururim Rachel Mivaka Albane God says, A sound is heard in Ramah, crying, bitter weeping. Rachel, Rachel, weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted over her children who are gone. And Pasuk Tezayin, V'yesh tikva, tikva, there is hope for your future, says God. Your children will return to their land. And Pasuk Yedzayin through Lamed Beis, the Nabi continues to relate, Hashem will accept the nation's tshuva because Hashem loves his nation. There will be an ingathering of the exile. Eretz Yisrael will be settled by farmers. The nation will no longer be hungry because Hashem will satiate them. Hashem will restore Am Yisrael to its original stature. The the Jewish nation will reestablish itself. There will be a new covenant between the nation and Hashem. The final redemption won't be like Yitzhak Mitzrayim because it will be a redemption for Netzach Netzachim all of eternity. And Pasuk Lamed Gimel, V'lo yilmedu od ishes re'eyu v'ishes achiv lemor de'u es Hashem ki kulam oisi l'mektanim no longer will a person have to teach his fellow man and his fellow brother no God for they will know me says God from the least of them to the greatest of them I will forgive their sins and I will I will remember their iniquity no longer. Pasuk Lama Dala through Lama Teshvah at the end of the parak relates, Hashem will never reject Am Yisrael and Yerushalayim will re be rebuilt. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perak Lamad Beis. This Perak discusses the dire situation of the residents in Yushalayim, Hashem's prophecy to Yirmiya to purchase land, and how one day Jews will turn to return to Eretz Yisrael. Pasagalev Thruvav. Yirmiya received this prophecy during the 10th year of King Sidkiyo's reign. Yushalayim was already under siege and devastation was all around. Yirmiya was also locked up in jail by King Sidkiyo because Yirmiya continued to prophesy Nebuchadnezzar will destroy Yishalayim and Sidkia will die. And put the in Pasuk Zion, the Nabi continues with Yirmiya's prophecy. Hanamel, the son of Yirmiya's uncle Shalom, will come to you and say, Buy my field in Anasos, for you have the right to redeem it by purchasing it. Pasuk through Tezvav, Hashem told Yirmiya to buy a field from his relative Hanamel in Anasos. Yirmiya purchased the field for 17 shekels and acquired proper documentation of the transaction. Yirmiya then gave the documentation to his scribe and student Baruch ben Nirya ben Mechasye for his safekeeping. Note, Baruch ben Nirya was Yirmiya's main student and a prophet himself. Baruch ben Nirya was alive to see the Jews return from Babel back to Eretz Yisrael. However, due to his age, he was unable to return with Ezra. Baruch ben Nirya was also Ezra's Rebbe. 
Baruch ben Neria was to hold on to these documents as a sign of hope for the nation that they will want that they will return to Eretz Yisrael after seventy years of Bavel. They'll be back in their land. This was Hashem's way of giving hope to the nation. The Ma'am Loez explains the purchasing of the field and saving of the documentation was for the future. For the future is a reference to the times of Mashiach when the Jews will return to Eretz Yisrael as the land will once again be purchased by Am Yisrael. The Navi now records Yirmiyah's prayer to Hashem about Hashem's greatness and hope for the future. As it says in Pasuk Yezayin, Aha Hashem Hashem, Hine Ata Asisa Seshemayim Vesaras B'Kocha Gadol B'Zarecha Natuya Lo Yipala Mimcha Kol Davar. Aha, O Lord God, you have made heaven and earth with your great might and your outstretched arm. Nothing is difficult for you. And Pasagetes, God all eats of a rova alila ashe necha pekuchos al kod darche bene adam laseis leish kedrachov vechaprimalov. Great in planning, mighty in deeds, your eyes watch all the ways of the men. You repay each man according to his ways and the outcome of his deeds. And Pasagetes, through Chavhei, the prayer continues to relate. Hashem, you took us out of Egypt. Your name became great. You gave us the land of milk and honey that you promised us. We conquered it. Then we stopped keeping your Torah and we are getting thrown out of Eretz Yisrael. So then why do you ask me to purchase land? The Novi now relates how Bavel will conquer Yushalayim. Pasuk Chavav and Chavzayin. V'hidvar Hashem al-Yirmi al-Lemor. Hinei Hashem al-Okei kol basar himimeni v'hipala kol davar. God's word came to Yirmi saying, Behold, I am God, the Lord of all flesh. Is there anything too difficult for me? Chavches through Lamed Hay. The Novi continues to relate how Yisrael worshipped idols and turned their backs on Hashem. Therefore, Nebuchadnezzar will destroy Yushalayim as it never occurred to Hashem Klai Yisrael would do such horrible things. Lamed Vav through Mandal, which is the end of the parak, relates how in the times of Mashiach, Hashem will return Am Yisrael back to their land, Eretz Yisrael. Hashem will reveal His love on the nation. As it says in Pasuk Lamed Tes, Menasati lahem lev echad v'derech echad liyirosi kol hayomim letov lahem v'vneim acharehem. I will give them one heart and one path, so they will always fear me for their own good and for that and for that, of their descendants. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perak Lamed Gimel. This parak is a prophecy of comfort that discusses the final redemption. Pasuk Aleph and Beis, Yirmiya received this prophecy about Mashiach while he was still in jail. In Pasuk Gimel, Kara Eli ve'enecha v'agidelecha g'dolos b'tzuros lo yadatem. Call me and I will answer you. I will tell you wondrous things, secrets, which you never imagined. And the Sudas brings, this is referring to the final redemption and Mashiach. The Malbim explains, Hashem was telling Yirmiya to call out to him, and through calling out to Hashem, Yirmiya will be happy. The Malbim notes, Yirmiya was seemingly sad about how much he suffered. Therefore, Hashem wanted Yirmiya to be in better spirits to receive the word of Hashem, so Hashem sent Yirmiya a prophecy of comfort. The Navi continues to relate how Hashem will rebuild Yerushalayim, the city that was filled with corpses of the dead who suffered. Hashem will strike down the enemy. Hashem Hashem hid his face from Yerushalayim because of all the evil that took place in it. However, Hashem will bring healing and relief back to Yerushalayim. There will be peace. Hashem will purify 
and forgive all the sins that Klai Yisrael committed. In Pasuk Tes, V'hayseli l'shem sason l'sihilas yiferes l'chol goye ha'aretz asher yishmau es kol ha-tov asher noichi ose osam upachtu v'ragzu al-kol ha-tov al-kol ha-shalom asher noichi ose la. Yerushalayim will be a source of joy, fame, and glory for me among the nations on earth. Who will hear all the good which I am doing for the Jews? The nations will shake and tremble because of all the good and prosperity which I am granting Yerushalayim. The Mitzvah points out, all the nations of the world will be happy from hearing how Hashem saved Am Yisrael because the entire world will understand Hashem is the true God of the world. Am Yisrael will be so happy they will fear committing sins. In Pasuk Aleph it says, Kol Sasun Kol Simcha, Kol Chasun Kol Kalo, Kol Oymim Hodu Es Hashem, Tzavakos Ki Tov Hashem, Leolam Chasto, Mevim Toida Bit, the sound of joy and the sound of happiness, the sound of the groom and bride, the sound of those who say, Give thanks to the Lord of hosts, for God is good and His kindness is eternal. They will bring offerings of thanks, giving to, giving to God's temple, for I will restore the good fortune of the land as of old, says God. And Pasuk Yerbeis and Yedgim will relate how Hashem will restore the land with shepherds and sheep. Pasuk Yedalet through Chavzai and the Navi now relates how Hashem will cause Mashiach to come from the lineage of David Melech and how Hashem will keep his eternal covenant with Am Yisrael. And Pasuk Tezvav, Bayamimahim Beisahi Etzmiach Lidavit Semach Sedaka Baosem Mishparut Staka Baaretz. In those days, at that time, I will cause a righteous descendant to sprout from David. He will do what is right and just in the land. Yerushalayim and its residents will live in peace and security. The Navi continues to relate, just like it would be impossible to stop the sun and moon from setting and rising, so too it will be impossible to sever Hashem's relationship to Am Yisrael and his promise that there will be a final redemption and a Mashiach from the lineage of Dabra Melech. Hashem, please fulfill your promise of the final redemption. Show your face to Am Yisrael in the entire world. And please bring the day when you and your name will be one, when all living things on earth will recognize you with the Mashiach and the building of the Beis HaMikdash in our days. Let us see it with our very own eyes. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perik Lamedalid. This parak contains a prophecy about the death of King Sidkia and a prophecy of harsh destruction against Klai Yisrael. As we've been learning about the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash and Yerushalayim, it's important to remember the centrality of the Beis Hamikdash not only for Am Yisrael but for the entire world. In Sefer and a Sefer from the Chalban Al Tvila, he explains the Torah was given to Am Yisrael by Hashem. The Torah is something that was given to us. For from outside this world. It's the pure light of Hashem that can never be dis- diminished. However, the Beis Hamigdash represents the Shechina aspect of Hashem, which essentially allowed a person to experience Hashem with their five senses. The Beis Hamigdash is not something that comes from outside ourselves like the light of Torah. Rather, the Beis Hamigdash was built by humans. With the loss of the Beis Hamigdash, the ability to connect with Hashem in our, as physical 
physical beings became diminished. However, Chazal instituted tefillah in place of the sacrifices in the Beis Amigdash. Therefore, through the world of tefillah, a person can actually come and experience Hashem. This is something we all sense in our lives, as all destruction we experience in our lives emanates from the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. If we were only able to experience Hashem's presence in our lives, all our pain and suffering would vanish. As the Pasuk in Yeshaya says, Ki beisi based amim. My house is a house of prayer for all the nations of the world. In Pasuk Aleph, Hadovar Asher Hayal Yermiyahu Meis Hashem Nuvuchadrezer Melech Bavel V'Chol Chela V'Chol Mamlachos Aretz Mamshalas Yado V'Chol Amnim Nilchavim Al Yerushalayim V'Kol Arei Lemor. God's word came to Yermiyah while King Nuvuchadrezer of Bavel, all his army, all the kingdoms of the earth under his rule, and all the peoples were attacking. Yerushalayim and all its towns. Pasuk Beis through Zion, Yirmi was instructed to tell King Sidkia, Yerushalayim is going to be destroyed. Sidkia will be captured and exiled to Bavel. However, Sidkia himself will have an honorable burial with proper eulogies unlike the other kings of Yehuda. Keep in mind, as Yirmi was telling Sidkia the prophecy, Nebuchadnezzar was actually destroying the city of Yerushalayim. The Novi now turns its attention to how Sidkia told Am Yisrael to set all their slaves free. As it says in Pasuk Tess, Let each man free his Hebrew slaves, men and women, so that no Judean will enslave one another. The people then set their slaves free. However, once they realized what they did, they forced their slaves to come back and work for them. The Navi now relates harsh rebuke for Klayusro, who took their slaves back after they set them free and followed the word of the king. Don't you know I Hashem commanded you to let your slaves free to to let your slaves go free every seven years? You didn't listen. You turned your back on me. You will now be free to experience the horrors of sword, plague, and famine. The people who didn't listen to me's bodies will become food for animals. In Pasuk of Beis, which is the end of the parak, it says, Commanding them to return to this city, says God. They will attack and conquer it and burn it down. I will make this cities of Yehuda desolate without inhabitants. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perak Lamed Hay. The Perak discusses the lesson Yisro was to learn from a nomadic tribe called Rechavayim. Yirmiya received this prophecy during the reign of King Yoyakam. Pasuk Beis it says, Haloch el Beis Harechavayim vidibar tosam vivesim Beis Hashem el achas halishkos veshkiso sam yayin. Go to the house of the tribe called Rechav and speak to them. Bring them to one of the chambers in God's temple and give them wine to drink. Rashi Mitzudas add, the tribe of Rechav were from the family of Yonadav ben Rechav, who was one of the children of Yisro. And Pasuk Gimel through Yeralef, Yermia gathered their leaders and the entire 
entire tribe and brought them to the inner chamber in the base of Migdash. This chamber was called Lishkas Bnei Chanan Ben Yigdal Yahu Ish Elohim. Yirmiya placed the goblets of wine in front of them and told them to drink the wine. The tribe denied the wine and related they were commanded by their ancestor Yonadov Ben Rechav to be a nomadic tribe and not to drink wine. The leaders, wives, and children all strictly adhere to not drinking wine, owning land, and planting seeds, and living in proper houses. However, when Nebuchadnezzar was going to attack them, the entire tribe of Rechav moves into Yushalayim for their safety. And Pasuk Yedbeis through Yedzayin, Hashem now gives a prophecy to Yirmiyah. The gist of the prophecy is how Klaisol should learn a lesson from the tribe of Rechav and follow the commandments of Hashem. Why doesn't Yisrael listen to me? Look, even the Rechavites listen to me. What their ancestors... Even their Rechavites listened to what their ancestors Yonadav said about abstaining from wine. I sent Yisrael warnings and true prophets for them to change their ways, but they didn't listen. Therefore, Hashem will bring disaster upon Yerushalayim and its residents. And Pasuk Yerches and Yates, which is the end of the parak, it says, Ulebeis HaRechavayim Amru Yimriyahu Komar Hashem Tzvakos Eloke Yisrael Ya'an Asher Shamatem Al Mitzvos Yonadav Avi then Yirmiya said to the house of Rechav, the Lord of hosts, God of Israel says, Since you have obeyed the instructions of your ancestors, Yonadav, and kept all the commandments, doing everything he commanded you, in Yates it says, which is the end of the parak, the Lord of hosts, God of Israel, says, Descendants of Yonadav, son of Rechav, will never cease serving me for all generations. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perik Lamidvav. This Perik discusses how Yirmiya ordered his student and scribe, Baruch Ben Nirya, to write down Hashem's message on a scroll and read the scroll to the King Yehoiakim. This prophecy takes place in the fourth year of King Yehoiakim's reign over Yehuda. And Pasuk Beis, Kachlecha Megillah Sefer Rikasafsa Aleis Kol Hadvarim Asher Dibarti Alecha Al Yisrael Val Yehuda Val Kol Agayim Yom Dibarte Alecha Mimei Yoshio Vad Yomazeh. Take a scroll and record in it everything which I spoke to you about Yisrael, Yehuda, and all the nations from the day I first spoke to you in Yoshio's time to this day. Question What was on this scroll? The Mitsuda said, Rock, bring it was none other than Megillus Eicha. Hashem commanded Yirmiya to write Megillus Eicha. Hashem wanted the residents of Yehuda to hear the message because perhaps they will still repent. I'd like to point out notice how Hashem doesn't give up on Am Yisrael. Warning after warning, Hashem's been sending the nation because no matter what it may look like, Hashem cares about each and every single member of Am Yisrael, no matter what they may have done in their lives. This is why Hashem keeps sending Yirmiya again and again to warn the nation because Hashem believes in His children. In Pasuk Gimel through Yerches, Yirmiya then describes his words to his words of Megillus Eicha to be written down by his scribe Baruch Ben Niria. 
Yirmiya tells Baruch Ben-Niria to take the scroll, Megillus Eicha, and read it by the base HaMikdash because Yirmiya himself was banned from going there by the heads of the nation. The residents of Yehuda were fasting because they didn't want Nebuchadnezzar to destroy them. Baruch Ben-Niria then proceeded to read from the Megillah at the base HaMikdash and the nation listened. A man named Michayahu ben Gemaryahu heard what Baruch ben Niria had just read and went to tell the officers and scribes in the Beis Hamikdash. Baruch ben Niria then read the Megillah to the officers. The officers wanted to do tshuva and felt the people should hear the messages contained within the scroll. The officers questioned Baruch ben Niria about where he got the scroll from. Baruch ben Niria told them Yirmiyahu had dictated the words to him. The officers then told Baruch and Yirmiya to go into hiding so they won't be killed by the king. As it says in Pasuk Yates, The official said to Baruch, go and hide. You and Yirmiya and don't let anyone know where you are. The officers then took the scroll and gave it to Ali Shama, the scribe, and told the king about the events that transpired. Sometime later, the king asked a person named Yehudi to read the scroll to him. In Pasuch al-Gimel it says, Yehudi shalosh dalosos misara sefer Each time Yehudi read three or four columns, the king tore them with the scribe's knife and threw them into the fire in the fireplace until the entire scroll had been burned in the fire. In Pasuch Hey, through Lamad Aleph, the officers pleaded for the king not to burn the Megillah, but he did. The king then tried to have Baruch and Yirmiyah arrested, but Hashem had hid them. The Radak adds, Hashem either surrounded Yirmiyah and Baruch in darkness so they couldn't be found, or Hashem caused the people searching for Yirmiyah to be blinded so they were unable to locate him. Yirmiyah then received another prophecy to rewrite the scroll and King Yoyakum will be punished. In Pasuk Lamed Beis, which is the end of the parak, it says, Yirmiya took another scroll and gave it to Baruch ben Nirya the scribe. On it, Yirmiya dictated, Baruch wrote all the words of the scroll which King Yoyakum of Yehuda burnt in fire, as well as many additional similar matters. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Yermia Perak Lamed Zion. This Perak discusses how Yermia continued to warn the nation to do tshuva in order to stop the impending destruction and how Yermia was seized and thrown into a pit. Pasuk Aleph through Tess. This Perak takes place during the reign of Sidkiah, who was appointed by Nebuchadnezzar to be the king over Yehuda after the reign of Yehoyachin. The Radak notes, King Yehoyachin only reigned over Yehuda for three months. Sidkiyahu and his officers 
ministers did not listen to the words of Yirmiyah or Hashem. At that time, the Egyptian army was seemingly going to join allies with King Sibkiah to defeat Nebuchadnezzar, king of Bavo. This was an extremely hopeful moment for the king because it would seem that Hashem was going to save the residents of Yehuda and the Beis Hamikdash from destruction. It would also show that the false prophets were correct in saying the Beis Hamikdash won't be destroyed. Sitkia sent two messengers to Yermia asking Yermia to pray for their savior through Egypt as Yermia was no longer in jail. Yermia received a prophecy to tell King Sitkia Egypt is not going to save them and the Egyptian army is going to return home to Egypt. Don't fool yourselves and think outside sources can save you. Only I, Hashem, can save you. As it says in Pasuk Yud, For even if you defeat the entire army of Kazdim, which is Bavo, that is fighting you, and only wounded men are left among them, they will rise from their tents and set this this city on fire. When Nebuchadnezzar's army heard the possibility of Egypt attacking them in Yerushalayim, Bavo's army returned home for the time being. Yermia then went to the area of Binyamin. Yermia was confronted by a guard named Yeria, son of Shelemiah, who accused Yermia of joining the enemy side, working for Kazdim, which is Bavo. Yermia denied the accusation and said, it's a lie. The guard Yeria didn't listen and actually actually continued to beat Yermia up and threw him in jail. That was just a pit in the ground. As it says in Pasuk Tezayin, Ki ba Yirmiyahu el sabor sham Yirmiyahu yamim rabim. That year, thus Yermia entered the pit, which was a prison cell, and he remained there for a long time. The Mitsudis and Rashi add, the pit jail was one of the worst, most dangerous jails to be in. In other words, this was considered the most mad maximum security prison with the absolute worst criminals in it. Lukut Maran explains, the sicker the person, the greater the doctor needed. The more spiritually sick a person is, the greater the tzaddik needed in order to bring down the great lights of the Torah all the way down to the person's level. But Derek Hasidus has explained that tzaddik has the ability to bring the light to the deepest and bring Hashem's light to the deepest and darkest places. This is why Yaakov Avinu spent so much time in Lavan's house, the tricker, as Yaakov was able to bring Hashem's light to even the darkest, most depraved of places. Perhaps here, Yirmiya was being thrown into a pit, represents the tzaddik's ability to bring the light of Hashem even to the lowest people and places. As Yirmiya was the prophet of the generation, he was, he was to reach all the members of the Jewish nation, not not leaving a single member behind, as it's never too late to come close to Hashem, no matter where you may find yourself in life. And Pasuk Yitzayin through Chaf relates how Sidkia needed to speak with Yermia and how Yermia removed from the pit. Yermia pleaded not to be put back into the pit in order for his life to be spared. Sidkia consented, as it says in Pasuk Chaf Aleph, which is the end of the parak, King Tzidkiah 
ordered Yirmiyah to be kept in the courtyard of the guard and given a loaf of bread each day from the street of bakers until all the bread in the city was finished. Yirmiyah remained in the courtyard of the guard. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perik Lamed Ches. This Perik discusses how Yirmiya was thrown into a pit of mud and left to die. Note, as mentioned previously, Sefer Yirmiya was not written in chronological order, which can make it difficult to properly place when, each t- when in time each event took place. Pasuk Aleph through Hay. The Perik opens, A group of officials heard Yirmiya's message. Whoever remains in Yushalayim will die by either sword, famine, or plague. Whoever... However, whoever accepts the sovereignty of Nebuchadnezzar and his army will be kept alive, as Hashem is going to allow the army of Bubble to conquer Yerushalayim. The officials went to King Sidkiah and told Sidkiah, Yirmiah is lowering the morale of our soldiers, therefore he should be killed. Yirmiah doesn't care about the people. Sidkiah allowed the officers to carry out their plan. In Pasuk Vav it says, they took Yirmiya and cast him into the pit of Malkiyahu ben Amelech in the courtyard of the guard. Then they lowered him with ropes. There was no water in the pit, only mud. Yirmiya sank into the mud. In Pasuk Vav Zayin and Ches, the Navi now turns its attention to how Yirmiya was saved from death in the pit by a man named Ebed HaMelech HaKushi. Who was Ebed HaMelech? The Radak and Rashi bring. This was none other than Baruch Ben-Niria, Yirmiya's main student and scribe. Rashi continues to explain Kush is a reference to Sidkia. Just like a Kushite appears Mashuna different than anyone in their town, so too Sidkia was Mashuna different and strange than anyone from the entire generation. Ebed HaMelech requests to save Yirmiya's life from Sitkia, as it says in Pasuk Tes, Adoni Amelech Hereu Anoshim Aile Eskol Asher Osu Yirmiyo Anavi Eis Asher Shlicho Labor VeYamas Tachtav Mipnei Arav Ki Ein Alechem Od Bayir. My ki- My Lord the King, everything these men have done to the Prophet Yirmiya is bad. They've cast him into the pit to die there of hunger, for there is no more bread in the city. Sitkia then told Eved Amelech to raise Yirmiya up from the pit with the assistance of 30 men, as it says in Pasuket Aleph. Ve'yikach Eved HaMelech es ha'nashim b'yado, ve'yavu beis ha'melech el tachas ha'otzer, ve'yikach misham balus chavos u'baloi melachim v'yishlachim el yirmiyo el habor b'chavalim. Eved HaMelech took the men with him. He went to the royal palace to a place below the treasury. From there he took worn clothes and rags and lowered them by rope to Yirmiyo in the pit. Eved HaMelech then lifted Yirmiya out of the pit and Yirmiya is saved from death. The Navi now turns its attention to Yirmiya's conversation with Sidkiah. The Navi relates how Sidkiah wanted Yirmiya to honestly tell him the word of God. Yirmiya was hesitant to tell the truth because he obviously feared for his life. Yirmiya made Sidkiah swear in Hashem's name Sidkiah won't retaliate or punish Yirmiya. As it says in Pasuk Tezayin, V'yishba melech Sidkiyo el Yirmiya b'seser lemor. Chai Hashem asher asalanu 
אותנו את הנפש הזאת עם המסכה ועם אוסכה ביד האנשים האלה אשר מבקשים את נפשך. קינג סירקיוס סוור תו ירמיה אין סיקרט. As God lives who has given us life I will not put you to death or hand you over to these men who seek your life. In פסוק י"ז through חבחס ירמיה then reiterated his message to accept the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar to avoid death rather than die fighting against Nebuchadnezzar's army. Sirkia told Yermia to keep their conversations a secret and not to tell anyone. If Yermia was to be questioned by officials, Yermia was to say he begged the king for his life not to be sent back to the pit of death. Yermia was interrogated by the officials and carried out his plan and did not reveal what they truly spoke about. However, Yermia still remained in the lower level jail until Yerushalayim was conquered. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Yermia Perik Lamites. This parak discusses how Yerushalayim was finally destroyed, how King Sidkia was captured and blinded, and the release of Yermia from prison. Before we begin this tragic parak, which continues the destruction of Yerushalayim, Dovra Melech says in Tehillim, Im eshkech Yerushalayim tishkach yamini. If I forget Yerushalayim, I will forget my right hand. Yerushalayim, the city of Amuna, is the source of faith and belief in God for the entire world. As this parak discusses the destruction, let us keep in mind the many prophecies we've learned about throughout Sefer Yeshaya and Yermia that describe how one day, after thousands of years, Am Yisrael will return to rebuild the ancient ruins of Yerushalayim and Eretz Yisrael. We are living in amazing times as Yerushalayim is currently being built up to a greater grandeur than it originally was. Rav Moshe Feinstein has a halachic tshuva, which relates, one no longer tears one's clothing upon entering Yerushalayim, because it's no longer considered ruins. However, one still tears one's clothing by the kosel, because the Beis HaMikdash hasn't been rebuilt yet. May we merit to see the building of the third Beis HaMikdash in our lifetime with our very own eyes. Pasuk Aleph through Hey, the, this parak takes place during the 10th month, which is taken Note, we fast on the tenth of Teves, which is based on this parak. The Navi relates, When Yerushalayim was conquered during the reign of Kinsikia, Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar laid siege on the city. All the officers of Bavel had come to the courtyard of the base of Migdash. Tzidkia and his army fled for his life fled for their lives. Sirkia was then captured by the army of Bavo and put on trial by Nebuchadnezzar for not keeping his swear not to rebel against Nebuchadnezzar. For further in- information, see Divraya Yaman Bey's Paraglamid Vav. Rashi brings, Sirkia was found guilty of not keeping his swear and instead of Nebuchadnezzar killing Sirkia, Nebuchadnezzar murdered the entire Sanhedrin. In Pasuk Vav and Zayin it says, the king of Bavel slaughtered Sidkia's children in front of his very own eyes in Rivla, and Sidkia watched. Then the king of Bavel slaughtered all the nobles. 
Sidkia was then blinded. He was put in bronze chains so Sidkia could no longer break free, and then he was brought to Babel. Rashi brings, They didn't kill Sidkia because of Hashem's promise that Sidkia wouldn't be murdered and have a proper burial. It's also explained, Sidkia being blinded in his eyes represents the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, which was the eyes of the world, as its light was now diminished. In Pasuk Ches it says, Beis Beis HaMelech Ves Beis HaAm Sarfu HaKazdim Beish Ves Chomos Yerushalayim Nitatsu. The Kazdim army, which is Bavel, set the royal palace and houses on fire, and they tore down the walls of Yerushalayim. The Navi continues to relate, Pasuk Tester Yedalin, Nevuzaradan, the chief executioner, let the residents of Yehuda live and allowed them to surrender, and then he exiled them to Bavel. They left only the poor people to live in Yerushalayim. Nebuchadnezzar ordered Nebuchadnezzar to find Yirmiah and free him, but still keep an eye on him. However, he was to grant Yirmiah his request. Note, Yirmiah's Yirmiah and Nebuchadnezzar were childhood friends, as discussed in Nach Daily Sefer Yirmiah introduction. Yirmiah was located and given over to Gedaliah ben Achikam. Also note, Gedaliah ben Achikam was appointed by Bovel to be the governor over Yehuda. Pasuk Tezvav through Yerches, which is the end of the parak, relates a prophecy Hashem gave Yirmiah that Hashem was going to reward Eved HaMelech, who freed Yirmiah from the pit of death in the previous parak, and Yirmiah with their lives for keeping the word of Hashem. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perak Mem. This parak discusses Nebuchadnezzar's appointment of Gedaliah ben Achikam over the remnant of Jews left in Yehuda and begins the events leading up to Gedaliah's assassination, which will take place in the next parak. Pasuk Aleph Beis and Gimel, Yirmiya received a prophecy in Ramah after Nebuchadnezzar, the chief executioner, had set Yirmiya free from jail and the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. Nebuchadnezzar related to Yirmiya, Hashem allowed the destruction to take place just as Hashem promised, because the nation didn't listen to Hashem's word. Nebuchadnezzar now gives Yirmi an option to go to Bavo or stay in Eretz Yisrael. As it says in Pasuk Dalet, Va'ata hine petu... Now I'm releasing you today from the chains on your hands. If you want to come with me to Bavel, come, and I will keep an eye on you. And if you don't want to come with me to Bavel, don't. Look, the whole land is before you. Go wherever you see fit and proper to go. Yirmiya obviously decided to stay in Eretz Yisrael. Nebuchadnezzar sent Yirmiya to Gedaliah ben Achikam ben Shafan, who the king of Bavo had appointed over the cities of Yehuda. The guards then sent Yirmiya with food and presents to Gedaliah. Gedaliah had remained with a small amount of people that were left in Eretz Yisrael. Note, the people that remained were not Torah scholars. Keep in mind, Gedaliah ben Achikam was the last remaining hope for Am Yisrael to stay in Eretz Yisrael. By and large, almost the entire nation was exiled, while Yerushalayim and the Beis Hamikdash were in ruins. Hashem 
had wanted Gedaliah to start rebuilding the nation as one last hope for Yisrael. Perhaps this is why his name is Gedaliah ben Achikam. Achikam meaning Achi, brother, come get up. As Gedaliah had started to lift the spirits of the nation to continue to be in Eretz Yisrael. As the first step of tshuva is to lift yourself up and start over again. From this moment onwards, Achi, come! Brother, get up! It's never too late! In Pasuk Zion, it says, V'yishmol kol sarei achalayim asher besada heima ben asheim ki hifkid melech bavel eskid eliyahu ben achikam be'eretz v'chi hifkid ito anoshim v'noshim v'taf miglas ha'aretz ma'asher lo higalu bavel. All the officers of the soldiers who were in the field and their men heard that the king of Bavel had appointed Gedaliah, son of Achikam, over the land and over the men, women, and children, the poor of the land, who had not been exiled to Bavel. Gedaliah then began to give words of encouragement and assurance to the remaining leaders and people who were still in Eretz Yisrael. Gedaliah's message was, If we serve the king of Babel, things will go well for us. Gedaliah encouraged the remaining nation to find homes and stay in Eretz Yisrael to resettle the land. I'd like to add, again, we see how central Eretz Yisrael is to the Jewish nation. After all the destruction, and devastation, Gedaliah is still trying to keep Jews in the land and stay connected to Eretz Yisrael. As Eretz Yisrael is not just a nice concept or idea, Eretz Yisrael is the destiny of Am Yisrael, where Hashem's divine ideal is revealed in this world only through Am Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael and the building of the Beis HaMikdash. In Pasuk Yud Beis it says, V'yeshuvu kol ha-yehudim mikol ha-makomos asher nidchu sham v'yavu aretz Yehuda el Gedaliah all the people of Yehuda returned from all the places where they had been scattered and came to the land of Yehuda to Gedaliah to Gedaliah at Mitzpeh where they gathered large amounts of wine and summer fruit. In Pasuk Yud Zion through Tez Zion, which is the end of the parak, relates how Gedaliah was how Gedaliah was informed there was a man named Yishmael ben Nisanya who was planning to assassinate him. Gedaliah had defended Yishmael by saying it was just a lie and Yishmael didn't have intention to kill him. Gedaliah then ordered his officer not to kill Yishmael on his behalf. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Yermia Perak Mem Aleph. This parak discusses the tragic murder of Gedaliah ben Achikam as well as the other atrocities committed by Yishmo ben Nisanya. Note, the assassination of Gedaliah was considered a terrible event in the eyes of Chazal. The fast of Gedaliah was instituted to commemorate the murder of Gedaliah. I'd like to point out, it's not so much about the person Gedaliah, but rather what his death represented. After many generations of destruction which culminated with the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash and exile off of Eretz Yisrael, Gedaliah representing the seemingly last hope for the Jews to remain in Eretz Yisrael. As the centrality of Eretz Yisrael is essential to the Jewish nation and the fulfillment of God's divine ideal in this world. As Eretz Yisrael and the Beis HaMikdash was chosen by God as the place for God to show and express His desire for humanity. But 
Baruch Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. We are living in amazing times as we bear witness to Am Yisrael moving back into Eretz Yisrael as the beginning of the fulfillment of many of the prophecies we've been learning about. The events of the Jews returning, rebuilding, and resetting, resettling Eretz Yisrael was predicted by the great prophets over 2,000 years ago. May we merit to see the Beis HaMikdash rebuilt in our very own lifetime where where heaven meets earth for all the nations of the world. As it says, Ki beisi amim. As my house is a house of prayer for all the nations of the world. The parak opens, A man named Yishmol ben Nisanya ben Elishama from the royal family went to visit Gedalia with ten men. In Pasuk Beis it says, Vayakam Yishmol ben Nisanya ve'aseres ha'anashim asher hayu ito v'yaku es Gedaliahu ben Achikam ben Shafan becherem the Yamis, also Asher Hifkid Melech Bavobaret. Yishmol, son of Nisanya, and his ten men with him struck down Gedaliah, son of Achikam, son of Shaphan, who was the king, uh, who the king of Bavel had appointed over the land by the sword and killed him. Rash, the Radak Rashim Etsudas explains, Yishmol was from a royal family and killed Gedaliah because he was jealous of Gedaliah for having the mantle of leadership. Yishmol wanted it for himself. The ten men had injured Gedaliah, but it was Yishmol who gave the final hammer blow and actually murdered Gedaliah. Pasuk Gimel through Vav, Yishmol then preceded his carnage and killed the residents who were with Gedaliah in Mitzpeh and the soldiers of Kazdim who were present as well. The Novi continues and describes, on the very same day there was 80 men from Shechem, and Sh from Shechem Shiloh and the Shomron that appeared in a, to be in a full state of mourning after seeing the Beis Hamikdash destroyed. They had been en route to the Beis Hamikdash with incense and a korban mincha to bring at the Beis HaMikdash. The Radak asks, How is it possible they didn't know the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed? The Radak answers by explaining, They knew Yushalayim was destroyed and the nation was exiled, but they didn't know the actual Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. They thought Nebuchadnezzar allowed the Beis HaMikdash to stand because he had appointed Gedaliah to rule over the remnant of Jews that remained in the land. The Matsudah alternatively entertains based on the Gemara Megillah Yeramid Beis that perhaps they were still able to bring sacrifices even though there was no Beis HaMikdash. After seeing the Beis Hamikdash destroyed, they went. They then went to seek Gedaliah. Yishmol had greeted them first. When the group of eighty men approached Yishmol, Yishmol pretended to also be crying and in a state of mourning. Yishmol related, "He will take them to to Gedaliah." Then Yishmol actually proceeded to kill them, as it says in Pasuk Zion. After they entered the town, Yishmael and the men with him slaughtered them and threw their bodies into a pit. The rest of the people who are with Yishmael pleaded for their lives and Yishmael let them live. The Navi interjects by relating, the pit which was utilized to bury the bodies was the same pit King Asa used to bury King Basha as described in Malachim Aleph Perak Tezvav. Yud through Yud Ches, which is the end of the Perak, the Navi relates how Yishmael took the rest of the residents at Mitzpah captive and tried to take them to Amon until a man named Yochanan ben Kireach 
intervened with his army and rescued everyone from the evil hands of Yishmael. Yochanan then seemingly wanted to lead everyone to Egypt as him and the people felt unsafe to remain in Eretz Yisrael. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perak Membez. This parish discusses how the leaders of Yisrael asked Yirmiya to pray on their behalf about how to proceed after Yushalayim was destroyed. Note, in the previous parak we learned about the assassination of Gedaliah. Now we will see the events that occurred afterwards. The leaders approached Yirmiya to pray to Hashem for them and what their next step should be. As it says in Pazuk Bez, Vayomrel Yirmiya Anavi Tapel Natichinasenu Lefanecha Vispalo Badenu Ela they said to Yermia, accept our request and pray on our behalf to God, your Lord, for the entire remnant. For we have remained but a few of many, as you can see. Yermia consented, and they agreed they will follow the word of Hashem, regardless of whether it was favorable for them. The Gemara Moekotan, Tezayin Amabez, brings, Hashem says, I rule over man, but who will rule over me? That tzaddik does because I make a decree and that tzaddik nullifies it. We see that tzaddik has the ability to, in a sense, rule over Hashem, as the role of the tzaddik of the generation is to always go to bat and pray for the entire generation. As we find every time Klai Yisrael sinned, Moshe Rabbeinu, the tzaddik of the generation, always dive into Hashem on behalf of the Jewish nation. Perhaps here, Girmia being the Tzadik Hador, the leading Tzadik of the generation, the nation was urging him to daven on their behalf because the true Tzadikim are always trying to fight for the nation and search for the nation's good points. The Navi continues, Yirmi received a response ten days later and called everyone together. And Pasagyud, Im shuv teshevu ba'aretz hazois banisi eschem v'lo aris v'natasi eschem v'lo if you stay in this land, then I will build you up, and I will not destroy you. I will plant you and not uproot you, for I regret the evil I brought upon you. This is truly an amazing Pasuk. After all the calamities and warnings, the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, exile of the nation, now Hashem says, I regret what I did to you. As the love Hashem has for his nation defies logic. There is seemingly no rhyme or reason. It's a love that's that's not interdependent on anything as Hashem's love for his nation is and something that is really difficult and hard to understand because there's no rhyme and reason to it. Yirmiya continues with the word of Hashem and relates in Pasuk Yud Beit and relates, don't be scared of the king of Babel, I am with you. In Pasuk Yud Beit it says, I will take pity on you so he will have mercy on you and return you to your land. In Pasuk Yud Gimel through Chav which is the end of the parak, the Navi continues, 
continues. However, if you choose to live in Egypt, then you will die by famine and sword. Everyone will die. Just like my anger was poured out on Yerushalayim, so too I will pour out my anger on Egypt. Remember, you said you will do whatever the word of God is. Now keep to your word, because I surely will keep to mine. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perak Mem Gimel. This parak discusses Yochanan ben Kirach's refusal to listen to the word of Hashem despite his promise to Yirmiya that he would. A quick recap of the past several prakim. Nebuchadnezzar had come and destroyed the Beis HaMikdash and exiled almost the entire part of the nation that was living in Yehuda. Nebuchadnezzar allowed a small amount of Jews to remain in Yehuda and appointed Gedaliah ben Achikam as a governor over the remaining of, of the remnant of Jews that remained. When Nebuchadnezzar appointed Gedaliah, the Jewish nation saw this as a sign of hope and started to return back to Eretz from their current host country. Gedaliah was then assassinated by a man named Yishmael. Yishmael was then pursued by a man named Yochanan ben Kireach. Yochanan had took back all the men, women, and children whom Yishmael had captured and still remained in Yehuda. Yochanan had approached Yirmiyah in the previous parak to pray to Hashem on their behalf and swore he'll keep Hashem's word regarding whether or not he should lead the remaining nation into Egypt or stay in Eretz Yisrael. Yirmiyah's message was clear. Stay in Eretz Yisrael and do not leave for Egypt. The parak opens with Yochanan ben Kirach's reaction to Yirmiyah's message. In Pasuk Beis, Vayomer Zarya ben Hoshea, Vayochanan ben Kirach, Vichol Anashim Hazedim Oimrim El Yirmiya, Sheker Ata Midaber, Lo Shulcha Hashem Elokeinu Lemor, Lo Tavo Mitzrayim Lagor Sham, Azaria son of Hoshea, and Yochanan son of Kirach, and all the wicked men said to Yirmiya, You're lying! God our Lord did not send you and send you to say, don't go down to Egypt to live there. The people maintained, Baruch ben Niria, Yirmiya's faithful scribe and student, told Yirmiya what to say, and not Hashem. Perhaps they suspected Baruch, Baruch because Baruch had previously tried to dissuade the Jews from moving to Egypt. I'd like to add a word on the prohibition of living in Egypt. Chazal learn now from a Pasuk in Shmos, Yudalid, Perak Yadalit Pasuk Yud Gimel, right before the splitting of the sea, as it says, Don't be afraid. Stand firm and see Hashem's salvation that He will perform for you today. For the way you have seen the Egyptians is only today, but you shall no longer continue to see them for eternity. The Ramban on this Pasuk explains the Isser, the Torah prohibition, to actually move to Egypt. It's brought in the Arizal, Alpi Kabbalah. The purpose of exile is to lift the fallen sparks of holiness. The Torah opens with the word Beratius. The letter Bez has the numerical value of two and Racious means beginnings. In other words, the Torah opens with the second creation. Prior to Hashem creating this world, there was a cre- there was a, a creation of another world. However, at that time, Hashem's light seemingly overwhelmed and shattered the vessels which were contained which were to contain Hashem's exalted light. That's why the Torah explains the land was tohu vavohu the choshek alpnei. 
Tohom. It was utter darkness, which is a deep reference to the Shviris HaKalim shattering of the vessels that took place. When the vessels shattered, sparks of holiness spread throughout the entire world. It's our job through Torah, Tefillah, and Mitzvahs to lift up these sparks of holiness. When the Jews were enslaved in Egypt, they had inadvertently taken out all the sparks of holiness which Egypt contained. Therefore, it became a Torah prohibition to move to eat to move to Egypt. This is what it says when they were leaving Egypt by Yisias Mitzrayim, the nation left with a rachosh gadol, a tremendous bounty, which is a reference to the sparks of holiness that they had uplifted. The Navi continues to relate how Yochanan ben Kireach didn't listen to Yermia and took everyone to live in Egypt. As it says in Pasuk Hay, and all the army officers took the entire remnant of Yehuda, which had returned from all the countries where they had been exiled to live in the land of Judah in the land of Yehuda. In Pasuk Vav through Yud Beis, the Navi describes how all the men, women, and children left Eretz Yisrael with Yochanan to live in Egypt, including Nirmia and Baruch ben Nirya. They settled a place called Sachpan Chaim. Yirmia received a prophecy from Hashem to take stones, place them in the ground, and relate a harsh prophecy that Hashem will replace the Egyptian Paros throne with the throne of the Vuchadnezer. In Pasuk Yud Gim which is the end of the parak? Vishiberes hamatzavos be Vishiberes matzavos be shemesh asher be eretz mitzrayim vezbate lokei mitzrayim ve eretz ve sharetz ve saraf beish. He will shatter the obelisks and the house of sun in the land of Egypt, and he will set the house of the Egyptian gods on fire. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perak Memdalad. This parak contains a harsh prophecy to the small remnant of Jews who left Eretz Yisrael to live in Egypt. As we learn this harsh prophecy, let us keep in mind the essential role Eretz Yisrael plays in Judaism. The Ramchal and his Sefer Mishkanei Elyon, which is a description of the third base Hamigdash, written Al Pi Kabbalah, goes into great detail to explain the amazing, wondrous depth the role of the base Hamigdash and Eretz Yisrael has played and. Will always play on the entire world. All the physical and spiritual worlds are dependent on the Beis Hamikdash. Temple Mount is the place where the Evan Shasia foundation stone is contained. The place from where the great heavenly lights merge with earth which allowed for the entire creation itself to take place. As we continue to learn these harsh prophecies of destruction let us keep in mind the reason why Hashem has spoken so harshly is only because of the great universal significance of Eretz Yisrael and the Beis HaMikdash. Let us merit to see the rebuilding of the third Beis HaMikdash with our very own eyes. The parak opens with a prophecy of harsh rebuke Hashem sent to Yirmiel while he and all the residents of Yehuda were in Egypt. And Pasuk Beis, Ko Hashem Tzavoko Seloke Yisrael Atem Reisem Eskol HaRa Asher Veisi Al Yerushalayim Velkol Are Yehuda Vehinam Charova 
hayom hazeh ve'en bahem yoshev. The Lord of hosts, God of Israel, says, You have seen all the disaster which I brought upon Yerushalayim and all the towns of Yehuda. They are in ruins today because no one lives there. And Pasuk Gimel through Zion, the prophecy continues to relate, I, Hashem, constantly sent new prophets to teach you my word. But you continue to serve and sacrifice to other gods and ideologies. You didn't listen to me. You made me angry and therefore I poured my anger out on Yerushalayim. Now that you're living in Egypt, why do you continue to anger me? And You angered me with your deeds and sacrifice to other gods in Egypt, where you have gone to live. Thus, you're cutting yourself off and making yourselves a curse and disgrace among all the nations on earth. Pasuk test through Tezvav, the Navi continues to relate harsh rebuke and how Hashem will punish Klai Yisrael in Egypt just like He punished them in Yerushalayim. The nation then seemingly, unanimously approached Yirmiyah in Egypt and told him they will not listen to Hashem's words and stop foreign worship. As it says in Pasuk Tezayin, Hadavar sher dibarta aleinu b'shem Hashem, eneinu we will not listen to what you told us in God's name. And Pasuk Yudzayin through Chavkes continues to relate how the nation stubbornly persisted in their conviction to not listen to Yirmiyah and Hashem. And Yirmiyah's harsh response back to them guaranteeing their punishment from Hashem. And Pasuk Chavtes and Lamed, which is the end of the parak, Hashem gives Yirmiyah a sign to tell the nation that they will know Hashem's word is true. The sign is that Paro of Egypt will be killed by his enemies the same way Sidkio was pursued by Nebuchadnezzar. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perik Memhei. This parak discusses Baruch Ben Niria's lament over not receiving prophecy like Yirmiya. Note this is the shortest parak in Sefer Yirmiya with only five sukkim. And Pasuk Aleph. Hadavar Sher Diber Yirmiya. Yermiyahu anavi al baruch ben yir bekasvo es advarim ha'ela al sefer mipir miyahu b'shana haravius lehel yakum ben yoshiyahu melech yehuda lemor. The word which the prophet Yermiyah spoke to Baruch ben Nirya, who recorded these words in a scroll at Yermiyah's dictation in the fourth year of King Yoyakum ben Yoshiyahu of Yehuda. The Mitzudas brings this is reference to what's discussed in Perik Lamed Vav. Yermiyah dictated. When Yirmiyah dictated Megillus Echa for Baruch ben Nirya to write down, the Malbim adds, the prophecies regarding the calamities of Yisrael were recorded in Megillus Echa. The prophecies regarding the nations of the world are in Sefer Yirmiyah from chapters 46 through 52. The Navi continues, Hashem said back to Yirmiyah the words of Baruch ben Nirya. In Pasuk Gimel, Amarta oi no li, ki Yosef Hashem, ki Yosef Hashem yo- you said, Woe is me, for God has added grief to my pain. I am weary from my groaning, and I have not found rest. Rashi Matsudas and the Radak explain Baruch was lamenting the fact he didn't receive prophecy. Yehoshua, who was Moshe's apprentice, received prophecy, and Elisha, who was Eliyahu's apprentice, also received prophecy. However, at this point, Baruch 
Baruch didn't and was saddened about it. However, the Gemara and Megillah, Yedalad Amun Beis brings, there were eight eight Kohen prophets who came from Ruch of the Harlot, Nirya, Baruch, Sararia, Machasia, Yirmia, Chanamel, Chilkia, and Shalom. According to this Gemara, it seems Baruch did indeed receive prophecy. It's also interesting to note Yirmia and Baruch were related to each other. Hashem responds to Baruch's request to be a true prophet, as it says in Pasuk Hey which is the end of the parak. Ve'ata tivakesh lecha gedolos al tivakesh ki hineni mevi arau kobaser noam Hashem v'nasati lecha es nafshecha l'shalal al kol mekomos asher teilech sham. Now do you see great things for yourself? Don't expect them, for I am to going to bring disaster on all flesh, says God. However, I will grant you your life wherever you go. The Malbim explains, Hashem was telling Baruch, you should just be happy that you're going to be saved and I'm with you. How could you ask for prophecy at a time like this? The Radak and the Malbim continue to explain, prophecy only falls on a prophet at the time of Am Yisrael's greatness. In merit of Am Yisrael, the prophet receives prophecy, not necessarily because of their own merit. Here Yisrael was being punished and therefore it was unfitting for Baruch to receive prophecy. In a book called Prophecy and Divine Inspiration, written by Rabbi Aryeh Trudgeman, explains, Indeed, a prophet needed to work on their craft to receive prophecy. But ultimately, it was up to Hashem, who had to, in a sense, meet the prophet halfway and bestow prophecy upon him. Essentially, the prophet would raise levels of consciousness by divesting all personal thought to allow the divine, higher level of thought flow through their beings, which which in return led to a hot led to the prophet in a, to be in a higher state of consciousness which, facili- which facilitated for the prophecy actually to occur. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perak Memvav. This Perak discusses how Hashem will punish Egypt through Nebuchadnezzar Babel. Note this chapter 46 through chapter 51 is prophecies that were related to the nations of the world. It's important to understand the role of the prophet was not only for the Jewish people. One of the key roles of, prophet, of a prophet was also for the nations of the world, as God is for everyone, not just for the Jewish people. In these chapters, Yirmiya is instructed by Hashem to deliver the word of God. As Hashem cares about the entire mankind, when Mashiach comes, the whole world will see the greatness of Hashem. As it says, On that day, Hashem will be one and His name will be one. The entire world will see Hashem as the true source of all life and the King of Kings. In Pasuk Aleph, God's words came to the prophet Yirmiyah about the nations. This prophecy was said about Paro Necho and his Egyptian army in regards to Nebuchadnezzar defeating him. In Pasuk Beis through Tess, Yirmiyah relates in a sarcastic tone how Egypt should gather the army together and prepare for victory. Why is the Egyptian army retreating? Perhaps it's because they are losing and going to be destroyed by Bavo. In Pasuk Yud, Hashem 
al Nahar Pras. That day will be a day of revenge for the Lord of hosts when he'll exact vengeance from his enemies. The sword will consume and be filled with their blood. For God, the Lord of hosts, is holding a sacrifice in the land of the north by the Euphrates. And Pasuk Yid Gimel through Chavav, the Navi continues to relate how Egypt will be embarrassed and ashamed by Nebuchadnezzar's army. However, after Egypt is destroyed, Hashem will allow the land to be resettled and inhabited. The Navi now relates consolation how Am Yisrael has nothing to fear in Pasuk of Zion. Ve'ata al tira avdi Yaakov ve'al techases Yisrael ki hineni Moshiach me'rochok ve'ezarecha me'eret shivyam ve'shav Yaakov ve'shokot ve'sha'anon ve'ein mecharid. As for you, my servant Yaakov, don't be afraid, don't be frightened Yisrael, for I will save you from afar and your children from the land of exile. Yaakov will again enjoy peace and quiet, and no one will trouble him. In Pasuk Ches, which is the end of the parak, Ata al Tira of the Yaakov Noam Hashem ki itchani ki esa kala bechol goyim asher hidach ticha shama veoscha lo esa kala veseraticha lemishpat vinake lo lo enkecha. Don't be afraid, my servant Yaakov says God, for I am with you. I will destroy all the nations among who I have exiled you, but I will not destroy you, though I will punish you as you deserve, and I will not totally acquit you. This is an amazing Pasuk, as Hashem says Ki Hashem says to everyone, every single member of the Jewish people, I am with you. No matter what you may have done in your life, no matter what it may seem like your external circumstances may be, Hashem is with you. We must take this lesson to heart and put and truly understand after all the years of exile, after all the years that Yirmiyah was telling Claudius Yisrael, do tshuva, do tshuva. And now the nation was now the nation put themselves in Egypt, Hashem still cares about them. And Hashem says, despite all your shortcomings, Ki Khani, I am with you. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perakram Zion. This pair contains a prophecy about the destruction of the Plishtim. Again, Sefer Yirmiya wasn't written in chronological order, making some of these prophecies difficult to place. Rashi and Radak learn this pair goes together with Perak 37 when the army of Kazdim, which is Bubble, had retreated from Yerushalayim because they. F- they feared attack from the Plishtim. The Living Nach explains this prophecy took place 18 to 22 years prior to the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. In Pasuk Aleph, Asher hayadavar Hashem el-Yirmiyahu anavi el plishtim b'terem yake paro es-Aza. God's word came to the prophet Yirmiya about the Plishtim before Paro conquered Gaza. The Ramad Wali explains Alpinister. It's known the nations which are in closer proximity Proximity to Am Yisrael are considered Yisrael's enemies. The nations included are the Plishtim, Moavim, Ammonim, and Edomim. They rejoice when Yisrael suffers and constantly seek harm seek to harm Yisrael. They are like the Klippa, Kodamapri, the outer shell prior to the fruit. They constantly try to cover over Yisrael's good 
good and attack it from all sides. Therefore, Hashem wants to exact punishment from them. That's why this prophecy starts with the words Asher, which is the same letters as Rosh, meaning the head, because these nations are at the Rosh, head of attacking Israel. The Ramav Wali continues, the reason why Hashem told, foretold them their fate of doom is one, they would know it's directly from Hashem and not circumstance, and two, to teach them the greatness of Hashem. And Pasuk Dalid, Al hayom haba lishtoid kol aplishtim lahachris latzor ulitzidon kol sarid ozer ki shidet Hashem es plishtim sheris e kaftor. For the time has come to plunder all the plishtim and to destroy Tyre and Sidon and all their remaining allies. For God is destroying the plishtim, the remnant of the islands, the remnant of the islands of Kaftor. And Pasuk Zion, which is the end of the parak, Eich Tishkoti, Vashem Tzivala, Al Eshkelon, Al Chof Hayam, Shamba Eida. How can it be quiet when God has commanded it about Ashkelon and the seacoast? He has given it a job there. Radak and Matsudis explain how could the Plishtim be quiet when Hashem commanded them to be killed by sword? And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perak Memches. This Perak discusses the harsh destruction of the nation of Moab. And Pasuk Aleph. Le Moab ko amar Shem tuvaka yisele keiso ho el novo kishtada avisha nilkada kiriasayim avisha hamiska vichata. About Moab, the Lord of hosts, God of Israel says, Woe nevo, for it has been plundered. Kiriasayim has been captured and is ashamed. Miskav is ashamed and broken. A word on our long history with the nation of Moab. Avraham had saved Lot from Sodom, and at that time, Lot had laid with his two daughters after witnessing the destruction of Sodom. They thought it was up to them to procreate and keep the world going. Lot had two children from his daughters named Ammon and Moab. In fact, the name Moab means Me'av, from my father. Again, we see in the times of Balak, Balak tried to hire Moabite women in order to commit sin with Yisrael. We also find in the times of Yoshua, Moab was one of the nations who occupied Eretz Yisrael and who Yoshua was to defeat in order to conquer Eretz Yisrael. It was in the times of the Shoftim when the Shofate Ehud ben Gera had finally killed Eglon, king of Moab, when the hands of Moab lightened for the Jewish nation. Eglon had two daughters, Orpah and Rus, who were both Moabite princesses. Rus went on to convert to Judaism. Even though there's a total prohibition not to accept converts from Moab, the prohibition only applies to Moabite men and not women. Rus had married Boaz, and several generations later, David HaMelech was born. This is why Shmuel Hanavi actually wrote the book of Rus to defend the lineage of David HaMelech, who the Mashiach ultimately comes from. This is also the reason why Avraham went to such great length in order to save Lot from Sodom, because Avraham needed to go to great length to preserve the seed of Mashiach before it was wiped out. We also find when David was running away from Shaul, David had left his family by Moab who actually murdered the rest of David's family. And David later was seemingly extra cruel to Moab when he went to battle against them. Also, the Rod Wale 
explains al Kabbalah, the Indian of Moab, the forces of impurity feed itself from the remnant of Kedusha. Moab sustains itself through the weaning of from weaning from the holiness of Yisrael. Tuma, impurity, has no power on its own and therefore needs to latch, latch onto something of substance, something of Kedusha, in order to sustain itself. Moab was considered a major klipa, evil husk, which Hashem needed to remove at its source. That's why we see in this parak Hashem wanted to give a heavy retribution on Moab. And Pasuk based through Tezvav, the Navi relates and lists approximately 10 cities in Moab that will be destroyed. No one will escape. Hashem will shatter Moab's vessels. How can you say Moab's warriors are strong compared to Hashem? In Pasuk Tezayin it says, Karov aid Moab lavo also meheramod. Moab's destruction is coming soon. Its downfall is coming quickly. In Pasuk Yedzayin through Lamites, the Navi continues to relate the total destruction and devastation Hashem will cause on Moab. Approximately nine other cities are listed that Hashem will cause to be abandoned and destroyed. Moab's pride will be diminished. Their entire crops will be wiped out. Crying will come from her streets. And Pasuk Mem, it says, Indeed, God says, Moab's enemies will soar like eagles and spread their wings against Moab. Pasuk Mem, Aleph through Membav continues to relate the destruction of Moab and Hashem will how Hashem will cause them to panic. In Pasuk Mem Zayin, which is the end of the parak, Vishavati Shvus Moab, Ba'achris Hayamimnum Hashem Ad Hine Mishpat Moab. But I will restore Moab from captivity at the end of days, says God. This is the end of judgment against Moab. The Radak points out, In the times of Mashiach, Hashem will stop punishing Moab. The Radak explains, Although all the nations are mixed together, perhaps Hashem will clarify who belongs to which nation. This is the reason Hashem will stop punishing them is to show Hashem's perfect trait of mishpat and judgment. That's the end of the Perek. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perik Memtes. This Perik discusses the downfall of several nations and countries. Note this is a conti- continuation of the previous Perik that are addressed to the nations of the world. Also note, in general, there are many layers to what exactly these prophecies are referring to. Some of Forsham learned the downfall of these nations have occurred already and were referring to specific times in history. However, the Radak and the Matsudas learn these prophecies haven't been fulfilled yet and will occur in the times of Mashiach. Again, I'd like to add, the Derech Hashem and others explain, Hashem doesn't just punish for punishment's sake. Hashem is not cruel and doesn't want His creation to suffer. The harsh decrees are are only for the sake of tikkun rectification, to bring a person or a nation to a higher spiritual place. Hashem's desire is to have the entire world recognize Him and His greatness to receive from His goodness. The Beis HaMikdash was not only for the Jews. The Beis HaMikdash brought the light brought light to the entire world. As Sefer Yirmiya is coming to end and Nachdeli will be starting Sefer Yechezkel next, let us merit to see the third Beis HaMikdash rebuilt for all the nations on earth. As it says, Ki Beisi Beis Amim. My house is a house of prayer for all the nations of the world. The parak opens with the destruction of Amon in Pasuk Aleph. Lifnei Amon Ko Mar Hashem Habanim Eili Yisrael Im Yorish Milkam Es God 
about the Ammonites, God says, doesn't Yisrael have children? Don't they have an heir? Why has Malcolm dispossessed the tribe of God. Why have Malcolm's people settled in God's town? The Radak explains, after the tribe of God was exiled, Ammon had moved in and settled God's land. Hashem was bemoaning the fact the land wasn't occupied by Yisrael. And Pasuk Beis through Vav, the Navi continues to relate how Hashem will destroy Ammon. The Navi now turns its attention to the destruction of Edom. And Pasuk Zion, Let Edom call Mar Hashem Tzivokos Ha'ein od about Edom, the Lord of hosts says, Is there no children left in Taman? Have their children lost counsel? Has their wisdom gone stale? The Navi continues to relate the harsh destruction and complete annihilation of Edom. The Radak on Pasuk Yud Beis explains Edom is going to get the harshest punishment in the times of Mashiach because Edom comes from Esav, Yaakov's brother, and Esav should know better than to harm his brother Yaakov. Esav should have helped Yisrael. Instead, Edom just caused pain and suffering to Yisrael. In other words, brothers need to help each other. In Pasuk Chav Gimel, about Damascus. Hamas, Arpad are ashamed for they have heard bad news. They are frightened and turbulent like the sea they cannot rest. Chavdalet through Chavzayin continues to relate the downfall and destruction of Damascus. In Pasuk Chavches, Lekader Lumalchus Chotzor, Asher Hika, Nebuchadnezzar Melech Bavel, about Kedar and the kingdoms of Chatzor, which King Nebuchadnezzar Bavel conquered. God says, rise and march against Kedar and plunder the Kedemites. And Pasuk Chavtes through Lamed Gimel continues to relate Kedar's and Chatzor's destruction. And Pasuk Lamed Dalid, Asher Hayadover Hashem El Yirmiyo Anavi El Elam Bereshis Malchut Sidkiyahu Melech Yehuda. God's word about Elam, who came to the prophet Yirmiyo at the beginning of the reign of King Sidkiyah of Yehuda. Rosh and Ardak explain Elam was punished for sending troops to aid Babo in conquering Yerushalayim. And Pasuk through which is the end of the parak, relates Elam's destruction. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Yermia Perik Nun. This Perik discusses the destruction of Babel and messages of consolation to Am Yisrael. And Pasuk Aleph. Hadavar Sher El Babel Eretz Kazdim Biyad Yirmiyahu, the word which God spoke about Babel, the land of Kazdim through the prophet Yirmiyahu. Note the downfall of Babel was in a sense miraculous because Babel was considered a world power. Pasuk Beis Gimel and Dalid relate how the nations of Prasumadai, Persia and Media are going to attack, defeat, and destroy Babel. However, there will be a day when Yisrael and Yehuda reunite with a spirit of tshuva. 
and desire to come close to Hashem and return to Eretz Yisrael. In Pasuk Hey, Tzion Yishalu Derech Hinei Pneim Ba'u V'nilvu El Hashem Bris Olam Lo Tishkachech. They will ask which roads leads to Sion, for they are coming here. The Metzudas explains, In the times of Mashiach, the members of Am Yisrael will encourage each other to serve their Creator and move to Eretz Yisrael. In Pasuk Vav through Yetes, the Navi continues, Am Yisrael were like Hashem's sheep lost in exile. I forced to wander from place to place. Their enemies pursued Yisrael to seek their harm. Leave Bavel, Prasumadai are coming to destroy Bavel. Bavel will be conquered. Bavel's Bavel's mother will be embarrassed. Bavel will come will become a barren wasteland. God will unleash vengeance on Bavel as Yisrael has been scattered like sheep chased by lions. And Pasukhaf, Hashem, Yehuda, Ki in those days and at that time, say God, Yisrael's sins will be sought, but there will be none. Yehuda's sins too will be sought, but they will not be found, for I will forgive those I allow to survive. The Radak explains, this Pusik is talking about the times of Mashiach, Hashem will forgive all the sins of Am Yisrael. The Radmad Wali explains, at the time of the final redemption, the main prosecuting angel in heaven will bring a strong case to prosecute prosecute Yisrael. However, Hashem will defend Yisrael, Yisrael's sins by saying, my nation has suffered for their sins in exile. The Rod Wiley continues and asks, at the end of the day, if Yisrael sinned, how can Hashem stop the Midas Hadin, attribute of judgment, from fulfilling its role? The Rod Wiley answers, Am Yisrael will suffer and experience the judgment during the birth pangs of Mashiach. During this process, Am Yisrael will be clarified by Hashem and the intentional sinners will be sifted out. Then Hashem will forgive and defend the rest of the nation by saying, they suffered in exile. In Pasuk of Aleph through Lamates, the Navi relates another prophecy about the total destruction of Bavel, how Hashem will cause Bavel to be annihilated like Stone Valmora, as it says in Pasuk Mem. <coughs> As when God destroyed destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighbors, says God, no one will live there and no man will dwell there. Pasuk Memalaf through Membav, which is the end of the parak, continues to relate and describe retribute the retribution Bava will face by God through the hands of Pras and Madai. And that's the end of the parak. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perak Nun Aleph. This parak continues to relate the destruction of Bavel by Prasumadai. Note, this is the longest parak in Sefer Yirmiya. And Pasuk Aleph. Ko Omar Hashem Hineni Meir al Bavel Val Yoshve Lev Kamai Ruach Mashchis. God says, look, I am stirring up a destructive wind against Bavel and the inhabitants of Lev Kamai. Rashi Matsudas Naradak explained the town of Lev Kamai is referring to Kazdim. Because in Atbash, Lev Kamai spells Kazdim. Atbash is when you reverse spell the letters of the Aleph base. 
So the letter Aleph corresponds to Saf, and the letter Bez corresponds to the letter Shin, and so on. The Ramad Wali explains, Alpi Kabbalah, the Navi's reason why it referred to Kazdim in the Atbash as Lev Kamai. The kingdom of Babel comes from the Klipas Noga, which is the closest to Kedusha. In layman's terms, Klipas Noga is a swing Klipa. It's neither intrinsically good or bad. It could go either way. The Ramad Wali continues to explain what this means. Hashem had utilized Bovo for the good to carry out Hashem's will, to punish other nations and punish Klaiusro for their sins. However, Bovo had taken matters into their own hands and persisted in destroying more than the necessary amount and therefore considered as if they turned bad. Bovo was Kama, stood against the Lev Elyon, the exalted heart, which is a reference to the Shechina, and tried to, in a sense, take Hashem down. That's why our Pasuk refers to them as Lev Kamai. Hashem, Hashem was saying, they stood against my heart. In Pasuk Beis through Yedalid, the Navi continues to relate the devastation and destruction that Bava will face. Bava will be scorched. Hashem will unleash his vengeance upon them. Prepare for ambush with archers and swords. Bava's streets will be filled with fallen soldiers. In Pasuk Tezvav through Yudches relates God's greatness in contrast to Bava's pettiness. Hashem made the heavens and earth. Hashem, the, ma- Hashem, the master of the world, created and can controls all facets of the universe. Idols and false beliefs are just simply foolish, false, and nonsense. In Pasukia But the portion of Yaakov is not like them, for he is the creator of all, and Yisrael is the tribe of his inheritance. His name is the Lord of hosts. The Matsudas explains, above all the nations of the world, Hashem chose Am Yisrael to be His. How great it is to be a Jew! What a wonderful privilege! As Hashem cares about each and every single member of Am Yisrael, not necessarily for any merit of our own, but simply because Hashem in His exalted wisdom chose us above all the nations on earth. In Pasuchaf through Nunches, the Navi relates another lengthy prophecy about the destruction of Babel. Nunches through Samech Gimel describes how Yirmia told Set. Sariah ben Nirya, who was bu- the brother of Baruch ben Nirya, to deliver the written prophecies regarding the destruction of Bavel in a scroll to the king of Bavel. When Sariah finished reading the scroll in Bavel, he was to tie the scroll to a rock and throw it into the Euphrates. In Pasuk Samach Dalud, which is the end of the parak, Ve'amarta kocha tishka bavel v'lo saku mipnei hara asher noichi mevi alevi efehu. Ad hine divrei yirmiyahu. Says this is how bavel will... S- says, this is how Bava will sink. It will not rise because of the disaster which I will bring on her... They will be exhausted. Up to here are the words of Yirmiya. The Radak explains, Up until here ends the prophecies of Yirmiya about the destruction of Bavel. Alternatively, the Matsudas and the Radak explain, This marks the end of the prophecies in Sefer Yirmiya. Because the next parak, which is the last parak in Sefer Yirmiya, is really just a historical appendix that describes the events of the, exi- of the exile of Yisro and the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. However, 
However, it's not the end of Yirmiyah's prophecy during his lifetime. The Radak also brings the Rambam, the Rambam, the Rambam that alternatively explains once a prophet finishes his mission of delivering Hashem's word, he will no longer receive prophecy during his lifetime. And that's what our Pasad means. Up to here are the words in Yirmiya that this would mark the end of Yirmiya receiving prophecy at all. However, Either way, we're one parak away from the amazing accomplishment of finishing Sefer Yirmiya. We'll be finishing Sefer Yirmiya in the next year and starting Sefer Yechezkel next. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Yirmiya Perik Nun Beis, the Siam Perik. This Perik discusses in a synopsis form the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash and some of the events surrounding the destruction. With this Perik, we finish the entire 52 Prakim of Sefer Yirmiya. It is with mixed feelings we finish Sefer Yirmiya. On one hand, finishing any Sefer, it's fitting to raise your levels of Simcha and be happy. On the other hand, Yirmiya was the prophet of doom. Most of the prophecies in this Sefer revolve around the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash and the exile of Am Yisrael of their land, Eretz Yisrael. We are still suffering from these events until today. There is no Beis HaMikdash and the final redemption hasn't occurred. We must keep in mind, whoever doesn't rebuild the Beis HaMikdash in their lifetime, it's as if they destroyed it. In every generation, the opportunity to rebuild the Beis HaMikdash exists. Nowadays, we are living in amazing Amazing times! After 2,000 years of almost complete exile from Eretz Yisrael, Am Yisrael has begun to reunite and return to Eretz Yisrael. In the beginning of the fulfillment of many of the prophecies we've been learning about, throughout the Nevi'im Achronim. In specific, the Kibbutz Goliath's ingathering of the exiles and the rebuilding of Yerushalayim. Let us merit to the words of Yeshaya Hanavi in Perak Nun Beis Pasuk Aleph. Uri Uri Livshe Uzech Tzion Albishe Bigde Sefartech Yerushalayim Ir HaKodesh Kilo Yosef Yavo Becho Od Arel Wake up! Wake up! Close yourself with splendor Tzion. Put on your beautiful, beautiful clothes O Yerushalayim, holy city, for the uncircumcised and unclean will no longer enter you. In Pasuk Tess, it says over there, Pischu Ranenu Yachtov Charvos Yerushalayim, Kinicham Hashem Amo Gal Yerushalayim. Burst forth in song, sing out together ruins of Yerushalayim, for God has comforted his people and redeemed Yerushalayim. We will be starting Sefer Yechezkel next. This parak opens with the capture of Yerushalayim. Pasuk Aleph Beis and Gimel, Sidkiel was 21 years old when he became king and reigned for 11 years in Yerushalayim. His actions angered Hashem and Yehuda and Yerushalayim were then punished. In Pasuk Dalit, V'hi b'shana tishis l'malko b'chodesh ha-siri b'asar l'chodesh b'nevuch ha-drezer melech b'avo hu v'kochelo al-Yerushalayim v'yachnu aleh v'yivnu aleh adayik saviv. On the 10th day of the 10th month in the 9th year of Sidkiyo's reign, King Nebuchadnezzar of Bavel and his army marched against Yerushalayim. He besieged it he beseeched it 
and built siege towers around it. Pasuk Hei through Yeralef, Yerushalayim was under siege for approximately two years. The famine had become severe and there was no food left. The soldiers breached the city wall. Sidkia was captured. He watched his children get murdered. Sidkia was then blinded and placed in jail. The Navi now turns its attention to the actual destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, which occurred in the month of Av. Pasuk Yegimel. V'sarof es Beis Hashem ves Beis HaMelech ves Kol Beis Yerushalayim ves Nebuchadnezzar burned, burned down God's temple, the king's palace, and all the homes in Yerushalayim. He burned down the house of every important person. Yodal through Lamed, Nebuchadnezzar, the chief general, exiled everyone and allowed a small remnant of unscholarly Jews to remain in Yerushalayim. Nebuchadnezzar completely looted the vessels and money of the Beis HaMikdash, including many of the vessels Shlomo HaMelech had made. Nebuchadnezzar had rounded up several great Jewish leaders and 60 commoners. Nebuchadnezzar then murdered them and exiled the rest of Eretz rest, the rest of Eretz off of Eretz Yisrael. Nebuchadnezzar had exiled a total of 4,600 people over the span of many years. Lamed Aleph through Lamed Gimel, Sefer Yirmiya ends with after Nebuchadnezzar died, his son Evomordach ruled over Bavel. Evomordach released King Yehoiachin of Yehuda from prison, gave him a position of power, and took care of him for the rest of his life. As it says in Pasuk Lamed Aleph, which is the end of the Sefer, V'aruchaso ruchas tamin nisna lo me'es melech Bavel Yehoiachin was given regular food allowance by the king of Bavel every day for the rest of his life until he died. It's fitting to be super happy and have a Sudas Mitzvah celebration feast on the completion of another book of Navi. Thank you, Hashem. We are way more than halfway done from completing the entire Navium. With great simcha, we'll be starting Sefer Yechezkel and the next Nachdel. And that's the end of the Perek and the end of the Sefer. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.